We're back with another episode of Who's Your Myths and Legends. I'm Rebecca Wilhelm. I'm Mary Quigley. And I'm Hope Wilhelm. Join us as we dive into the spookier side of the Hoosier State. So what comes to your mind when you think of Indiana? Do you think of corn? Do you think of basketball? Do you think of the Indianapolis 500? Maybe you think of famous celebrities who were born in Indiana, like John Mellencamp or Michael Jackson. But as the saying goes, there was more than corn in Indiana. 92 counties make up the Hoosier State. In this podcast, we are going to discuss some Indiana folklore from each of these counties. If you are into tall tales, ghosts, or spooky legends, then this is a podcast you are not going to want to miss. In this episode, we bring you a special monster edition from Montgomery County, Indiana. In September of 1891, a strange bird-like creature was seen in the skies above the town of Crawfordsville, Indiana. This 18-foot-long, one-eyed creature made a very curious wheezing sound as it flew. Soon, all of Montgomery County was in a panic, believing that this was surely a sign of the second coming of the Lord. The first paper to pick up the story was the Crawfordsville Journal, followed by the Indianapolis Journal. Soon, word started to spread across the country about this strange apparition that had been seen in Indiana. Newspapers in Missouri and even Brooklyn started running the story. So grab a blanket and turn down the lights and get comfortable as we bring you yet another story about a Hoosier cryptid, the Crawfordsville Monster. Crawfordsville monster is actually a cryptid that I wasn't familiar with until we started researching it for this episode. I had briefly heard about it, but I was not familiar with too many of the details on it. A friend of mine, Nathan, had it posted on his social media. Yeah, and both of us seeing that post really got us interested in this legend. I have always been fascinated with stories about cryptids. Me too. The legend of the Crawfordsville monster begins in the early morning hours, one September morning of 1891. So according to the Hoosier State Chronicles website, two ice delivery men were the first to spot the strange unknown creature. Marshall McIntyre and Bill Gray were getting their wagon ready for the morning deliveries. It was around 2 a.m. when these men were suddenly overcome with a feeling of What's described in the Crawfordsville Journal article as awe and dread. The men looked up to see this large creature going through the sky at about 300 to 400 feet above them. It went on for about an hour or so. We're going to read their account directly from the September 5th, 1891 issue of the Crawfordsville Journal. All right, so here it goes. 
It was about 18 feet long and 8 feet wide and moved rapidly through the air by means of several pairs of side fins. It was pure white and had no definite shape or form, resembling somewhat of a great white shroud filled with propelling fins. There was no tail or head visible, but there was one giant flaming eye, and a sort of wheezing plaintive sound was emitted from the mouth, which was invisible. It flapped like a flag in the wind as it came on and frequently gave a great squirm, as though suffering unutterable agony. To be honest with you, this sounds a little crazy. (laughs) I would not want to witness this. Me either. So as we read, I just kept thinking the same thing. If I thought I saw something like that, I would nope myself right out of there. That is exactly what McIntyre and Gray did. (laughs) According to the article, the men got their horses harnessed and then they got out of there. So what I find even more interesting when reading this Hoosier State Chronicles is that McIntyre and Gray were not the only ones to see this strange creature that night. Apparently, the pastor of the First Methodist Church, Reverend G.W. Schweitzer, also saw the creature around midnight. According to a September 7th, 1891 Crawfordsville Journal article, the reverend stepped out to get a drink of water from the well, and when he looked up, he saw this thing moving throughout the air. Reverend Schweitzer wakes his wife up, who also witnesses this thing move across the sky. Something that stands out to me about the way this creature moves through the sky is the wording that the article uses to describe it. Yes, it's pretty strange. They refer to it as floating drapery. And the movement the creature used is described as swimming through the sky. The first two men described it as having fins, which makes me think of a fish. And the whole thing really paints a very disturbing portrait of what this creature probably looked like to them. As you can imagine, these news reports created quite the controversy. So people were pretty divided. Some felt it was not real. Some actually outright made fun of McIntyre and Gray and of the Reverend and Mrs. Schweitzer. The Reverend reportedly received calls to cure him of his ailment, causing him to see things. And McIntyre and Gray were accused of being drunk and also of having some kind of eye condition. Of course, there were many naysayers, but there were also people who believed the creature was real. And this brought out even more reports of sightings of the creature. Soon, other papers across the country were running with this story. According to the Hoosier State Chronicles, the postmaster at Crawfordsville started getting letters from all over the country asking questions about this monster. People were convinced it was some kind of sign of the end of days or that this creature was a sign of the second coming of Christ. There was a letter from a woman in St. Louis who was scared that this Crawfordsville monster could somehow come to Missouri. (laughs) She actually wrote the postmaster and asked in her letter if the creature could be seen in the daytime, what color it was, and if the apparition had previously been in Ohio. (laughs) I wonder what the Ohio thing was about. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So something else that I thought was interesting is that all of these newspaper articles call this creature a spook or an apparition. Since that day in 1891, there are many theories on what this could have been. So I've read that some feel it's some kind of UFO and some kind of alien. I've also heard some people believe it is some kind of ancient creature that was not extinct. We will be back to discuss other theories after a short break. Hey everyone, if you haven't heard the news already, we wrote a book. 
Haunted Dearborn County, Indiana is coming to all major retailers August 14th, 2023. Strange and unusual things lurk behind the calm facade of Dearborn County. Several legends surround the Hill Forest Mansion, the home of one of Aurora's founding families. Many have seen the ghost of a farmer and his mule at Carnegie Hall in Morse Hill. The glowing grave at Riverview Cemetery may connect to the 1941 Agru family massacre. St. Mary's Church Rectory is said to be haunted by the former priest, and the spirits at Whiskey's in Lawrenceburg are not just in the drinks. Several schools in the area echo with the sounds of former students and staff, and numerous local residences house the spirits of former owners who have never left. Join Rebecca and I on a chilling tour from Lawrenceburg to Lawrenceville and beyond. Haunted Dearborn County, Indiana is available for pre-order. Check out HoosierMissingLegends.com for more details. So unlike some of the other cryptid stories out there, this Crawfordsville monster may actually have an explainable explanation for it. Two, actually. The first explanation came out in a September 8th, 1891 Crawfordsville Daily Journal article. In the article, it's explained that two Crawfordsville men actually followed this creature and figured out what it was that people had seen. According to the Crawfordsville Daily Journal article, John Hornbeck and Abe Hernley followed the wraith about town and finally discovered it to be a flock of many hundred killdeer. So I had to look up what a killdeer was, and it's a type of bird. They're a little larger, so I could see how a big flock of them together could look very ominous. So the theory is that these killdeer birds got confused by the new lights that were installed in Crawfordsville. Electricity was fairly new, and the town had gotten new lights installed. It's thought that these lights caused the birds to lose their way, and the sound heard was these killdeer who have some type of very distinct sound that they make. I could see that. The lights would have been out of the ordinary, and I could see the animals getting mixed up. Kildares also had this white under their wings and belly, so if there were a hundred or so flying together in one mass, it would make it look like it was one big creature. The second explanation is a little crazier. So before the Crawfordsville monster was spotted, the paper had reported a new hobby taking over. Apparently, some of the boys in town had been caught up in what the newspapers reported as a parachute craze. So boys were using balloons tied together to send cats up into the air. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the boys had the balloons rigged up to bring the cats down at some point. So some believe that this would account for the cry that was heard. It was the cats who were not thrilled about sailing through the air. And I I really can't blame them because... (laughs) I don't want to get up in the air like that either. <laughs> Poor kitties. <laughs> I know. Also, curiously, there's been no other reports of the Crawfordsville monster. Only the September 1891 sighting. So many of our listeners may not be excited that this legend seems to have a boring ending. But I like that this one has two explanations that might explain what happened. Me too. I could also see how something like that could be mistaken at that time period. Well, things were different back then, and you could not, you know, so quickly find the answer to something mysterious going on. True. Today we have social media and every town seems to have a what's happening page where people can quickly try to figure out what's going on. So that didn't exist in 1891, so they just reported things as they saw it. Have you ever heard of the Crawfordsville monster? Are you familiar with this legend? We would love to hear about it. Please send us an email to legends at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media. We may use it in a later episode. In the email, let us know if you wish to remain anonymous. Thank you.
our source material, please visit our website, HoosierMissingLegends.com. Please find us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and now Twitter. Hoosier Missing Legends is a Quigley Productions podcast. Our theme song was written and recorded by Wet Blanket. The song title is Taxidermy Race Car. As always, stay spooky.